Hello, everybody. Hey, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. There you can email me. Uh, you can sign up for my weekly thoughts, my e-newsletter. It's in the headers of those email, uh, weekly thoughts email. The t- a weekly teaching comes out on Fridays. And in my monthly e-newsletter, that's where I put uh, news information, Zoom meetings, uh, conferences, things of that nature. And it's also within those e-newsletters in particular that I share prophetic things that the Lord shares with me, especially about the body of Christ, sometimes about the world, because I've stopped sharing about what he said about world events in media like uh, like this and elsewhere because it goes to the whole general public. And what I see in scripture is prophetic words went to a specific group of people. Uh, that it was relative to. So and so I've confined anything he says prophetically to those uh, within my circle um, and those who are aware so of the world. Now, of what he's doing in the body of Christ, I'll share that. Um, but anyway, so along those lines, I'm asking the question today, are you a prepper? That is, what are you preparing for? And this goes back to the fact that now our, our house church network, we've been doing this for over 19 years. Uh, we have affiliated house churches in 50 or 60 nations now around the world, uh, oversee many, many thousands of, of people in, in hundreds and hundreds of house churches. And, uh, and we're all on the same spiritual page. We're, we're an informal fellowship uh, on the same spiritual page. Now, why does this pert- pertain to asking, are you a prepper? What are you preparing for? Uh, it goes back to when the Lord first appeared to me in, in February of 4th of 01, when I'd been searching and seeking where he's moving next. I had seen the Brownsville or Pensacola revival, as it's called, you know, fade away. I'd been to TACF and IHOP and all those different things. And, and it was like, I was really looking, where, where are you moving, Lord? And, and that day in Mississauga, Ontario, on a Sunday morning service before I was, it was during the worship time, he came, he appeared to me, came walking over to me and he said this, see what I see. People running to and fro to this meeting and that, looking for the spectacular, thinking that is supernatural. While they miss the supernatural work in their midst, even in their own hearts, for the process of discipleship is supernatural. And then he said some more things, then he concluded with this. As it was in the beginning, so it must be now, I'm moving in relationships. You see, it is it is that group of people who are running around now on social media, meetings, whatever the case is, looking for the spectacular, looking for the latest buzz. Hey, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Uh, those are the people that he said, see what I see? They're running to and fro thinking that is spe- that spectacular thing is supernatural. And he says they miss the supernatural work in their midst, even in their own hearts, for the process of discipleship is supernatural. That's what we're all about, the process of discipleship, and not about the spect- seemingly spectacular things. And we see more miracles in home-based churches than, than you could ever imagine. Anyway, and it doesn't need to be published because it's just normal life for us. But anyway, that what he said there February 4th of 01 set me on a course of, of talking to people, studying history, studying the word. And by October, I'd concluded I didn't want to pastor a church again. I told my wife, but if I did so, it would be in my living room the way Paul did it. And she went to her notes and found out the Lord had told her some similar things. But in November 4th, just about three weeks later, I was in Edmonton, Alberta, and the Lord appeared to me again. And he said, you've learned much from the people I brought across your path and the word that you've studied these last few months. I was kneeling down because the power of God was so strong, and the pastor next to me just fell flat on his face. The other pastor fell. <laughs> it was funny. Um, it's not funny when you're in the presence of the Lord. It's just, it, it just his presence is so overwhelming. You just, down you go. You lose physical strength. 
And I was, I was kneeling there and he said, he said, you've been doing the work of an apostle, but now I'm laying hands on you as an apostle for this task. I want you to start a house church and a house church network and structure it in such a way to facilitate the development of house churches around the world. And when I asked him a little later in the conversation, why do you want me to do this? He said this. He said, it's against a time to come. Be a resource for them, for it's against a time to come. That was, what, November 4th of 2001. We started in uh, t- January of 2002. So we're just over 19 years of doing this. And the key thing I'm focusing on right now is this. He said, be a resource. It's against a time to come. That's that's meaning that, that what we've been doing these last 19 years is building up as a storehouse, as a resource against a time to come. And folks, <laughs> from my... It, from his appearance just a month ago uh, with a couple of visitations with the Lord where he was talking about what he's doing in the body of Christ and some of the things that are going to happen in the world. And if you took part in my, my Zoom meeting last month, you know some of the things uh, that I shared there uh, for the world, the United States in particular, over the next four years. But but what he is doing, folks, in the body of Christ is trying to get us to grow up, to leave, to leave. He specifically talked about people being islands to themselves, so much on social media that they have fake relationships. They think those relationships are real, but the reality is where you want to prepare, where you want to invest is in the people in your life right now, family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, the person of peace around you. Those are the spheres of influence that we find the, the relationships in scripture. When Jesus comes back in Matthew 25, do you know who he puts in charge of the world after his return. He says, I was thirsty, hungry, naked. You fed me, clothed me, watered me, visited me, gave me shelter. That is what the body of Christ is going to look like at his return. We should be making preparations right now, first in our hearts for the way of the Lord, and secondly, it should be reflected in our lives that we are helping others with food, clothing, water, shelter, visiting the sick and in prison, whatever the case is, those principles involved where we are involved in each other's lives in a very mundane, humble, down-to-earth, everyday life living. those That's the resource. If they took away the internet today, who would you go to? Let me ask you this question. When Peter in Acts chapter 12 is released from prison and it's he finds out that it was for real, the first thing he does is he goes directly to, to Mary's house, the mother of John Mark, Mark, the author of the Gospel of Mark. How did he know to do that? And my question is this, if that exact thing happened to you, if you were dropped off <laughs> supernaturally, less let out of prison or whatever the case is, would you know whose house to go to? Would you know who belongs to you and who you belong to? Would you know whose house to knock on that door? And if you look around and you say, wow, my only relationships are on the internet, my only relationships are are in social media, and I don't have anybody around me like that, then now is the time of preparation, folks. There are things that are happening in this world and going to happen where Christians are going to have to be focused on, on the things of the Lord that are reflected in food, water, clothing, provision, visiting, et cetera, et cetera, investing in the relationships. You know, in, uh, in, in uh, what is it, Hebrews 11.5, I think it is, Hebrews 11.7, just saw a note. Hebrews 11.7, it says that Noah, warned by God, Noah moved with fear, that is a godly reverential fear, of things not yet seen, preparing the, prepared the ark. Noah prepared the ark because he knew in his spirit he had been warned by God of things that were going to happen, but he made the preparation now. Are you preparing now? 
Are you a prepper in that way? Are you preparing your heart? And are you preparing by investing in the relationships? Don't be counted among those who are chasing the spectacular, thinking that is supernatural and missing the supernatural work in your own heart, in your own midst. That means family, friends, neighbors, coworkers. Folks, um, you know, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 20, Paul tells Timothy, he says, in a great house there are vessels of dishonor and a vessel of honors. They're pretty and they're ugly. They're, they're good vessels to be tossed, vessels to be used, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know the, the terminology that we put it in today, but he does say this. He says, if you will cleanse yourself from those old things, the lusts and the, the habits and the, and the unrenewed mind and the thinking like that, and then, and, and fill yourself with the things of God, then you are set apart for the master's use. You are prepared. You have prepared yourself for the master's use. Folks, that is our focus. That is where we should be focused, prepared. How can the Father use me today? It's very mundane. Water, food, clothing, just being there for somebody, to visit somebody, it's very normal, very mundane, but it's normal life. It's what the Lord is looking for. The the standard that he goes by of, a, of someone involved in someone else's life, to be able to give water and food and clothing and everything to those in need, that, that those standards need to be our standards. Who are you in relationship with? The whole context, one of the things during those visitations that I realized, the whole context of the New Testament was apostles doing church in the home, to, in writing to people doing church in the home. I, I was horrified back then that for 25 years at that point, I had walked with the Lord and I had lifted the New Testament, Matthew through Revelation, out of context, and I put it in an auditorium and tried to squeeze it and make it fit. <laughs> Christian bookstores are filled with things, with programs and how to try to make it fit, when in fact the Bible, if you put it back in the home, the New Testament really makes sense. It's very simple. And, and the point is this, folks, prepare now. Prepare now by investing in genuine relationships. Um, there's so much to say about people who, who, who disengage themselves from others because social media is so, uh, so easy. And that's just one element. Sometimes we can get wrapped up in work. We can get even wrapped up so much in church work, we don't really have relationships. In fact, if the start, the start of my book in Return of the First Church, I talk about a man who came to me who was on staff at a mega church, and he said, I'm surrounded by people, but I'm lonely. You know, it, 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 the point is, is not to be busy in, in all these other things, but to invest in the relationships. That's what's real. That's what's going to stand the test of time. People are eternal. So anyway, I'm just saying as a prophetic word to the body of Christ, now is the time to prepare. The Lord is trying to get us to grow up, to drop off the distractions, and to focus on the people that we really care about. Now, some people, you know, don't have anyone around them, literally no one around them on the same spiritual page. But you know what? Even if they're not, and even if they're a Christian, invest in those lives. Invest in others that maybe don't, they don't, they believe, but they're not believing exactly like you. <laughs> invest in them. Find what you can agree on. Galatians 2.9 talks about how Peter, James, and John didn't understand what Paul and Barnabas were doing because Peter, James, and John were sent to the, Gen to the Jews and Paul and Barnabas were sent to the Gentiles. But Paul says this, when they perceived the grace that was in us, they gave us the hand of fellowship. That is, P Peter would later write in 2 Peter 3, verses, what, 14, 15, 16, he said, he said a lot of what Paul writes is hard to understand. And yet, you know what? He gave him the hand of fellowship. He didn't fully understand Paul, but they fellowship together. And, and that's the point, folks. We've got to invest in the relationships. Stop playing games. Disposable Christianity and the idea that, oh, if I don't like this church or someone offends me, I could just cut them off and move to the next church or next relationship. 
uh, because someone offended me or someone didn't uh, doesn't agree with me. Those days of babyhood and childhood are over. Hear what the Spirit is saying. Grow up and invest in the relationships. You know what it's going to cost you? It's going to cost you love. It's going to cost you patience. It's going to cost you forgiveness. It's going to cost you gentleness and meekness. It's going to cost you growth. It's going to make you grow up in these things because relationships uh, are or, or how our righteousness is proven. I'll close with this. I've been running on a little bit. I'll close with this, but I say it quite often. Anyone can say they're a Christian, but God in his wisdom, God in his infinite wisdom has made it such that righteousness, our walk with him, righteousness is proven within the framework of relationships. Anyone can say they're Christian, but it's unproven except through their relationships. That's the evidence. That's the proof that we are walking with the Lord. All right, God bless. Invest in people. That's where it's all all about. CWOWI.org is our website. Hope you go there, sign up for my weekly thoughts and e-newsletter and all that, and become involved. Uh, meeting in homes doesn't resemble the auditorium. It's not the same person speaking all over, you know, week after week. It doesn't resemble that at all. Look at the pattern we're following, and it's rotating homes, rotating who who can who leads uh, each week as able, and so that all may participate. And it's an amazing thing. Acts two forty two teaching, food, fellowship, prayer. It's very basic. But folks, that's where the miracles are found. That's where the relationships develop. All right. God bless. Talk to you later.